I have gone to the theater. Wild times. It's true. And it's also crazy because uh, on Wednesday this week, uh, Jess has another event. So I have a wide open evening. So it might be four in a row. I don't know what I'd hit. I I keep thinking I should go see Oppenheimer, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you should. But more importantly, yeah, (laughs) uh, I saw Barbie. Mm hmm. I saw Barbie in theaters in RPX. Yes. Um, which is like the c- comparison versus seeing. Um, what did I see now? Fuck. You saw Spider Verse. I saw Spider. Yeah, I saw Spider Verse in a tiny theater <laughs> with uncomfortable seats, and it's a wildly different experience. Um, it is. But I know I'm probably echoing everyone on the planet at this point. Um, but this movie is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, like I don't even like I'm I'm like I've literally been sitting here for like the past hour or so trying to like <laughs> formulate my thoughts into like a cohesive kind of review and I and I don't yeah I don't have anything. I'm just like this movie's incredible. Um yeah. absolute consistent humor and tone throughout the whole thing. Um yeah. like stellar performances, I think, across the board. Um yeah, just it, I mean it's like a classic. It like this movie is going to be around forever. Yeah, it is a classic. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this like it's one of those this will be studied in film schools. This, oh, this yeah. will be you know, taken apart in every little possible way and examined and rebuilt and just is incredible. Yeah. Um I really appreciate that uh it got Ryan Gosling on Billboard's 100 for the first time <laughs> ever. Yes. Um, I'm just Ken. I'm just um, Ken. Fucking the Oscar for best song. This is the first thing I said to my wife coming out of this movie is the Oscar for best song this year at the is going to be nuts because it's yeah. going to be this versus Peaches. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Incredible. It's, it's interesting because I feel like so much was made about the uh, supporting roles in the cast Sure. Um, That didn't not play, but didn't totally play. Yeah. Um, Who am I thinking of here? Um, I feel like John Cena. Was it? Well, yeah, John Cena, but like Emma Mackey, like everyone was talking about how like, oh my God, Emma Mackey's in this. She looks just like Margot Robbie. It's going to be crazy. And like, I'm like not even 100% sure which one Emma Mackey was, you know? It seemed like it they did. almost went out of their way to make her look way different than Margot because like they're in the same scene yeah. together and you're like, they, she's looked, she, she hasn't looked more different. <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, really freaky to see Kingsley Ben, Ben Adir, yeah. uh, go from secret invasion to this. What a, what a weird um, run. <laughs> wild. But I mean like it, incredible. Um, I 100% want the, uh, the sweatshirt at the end that says I am Kenuff. So good. Um, yeah, I mean, like, th- that's all you can really say is this is just incredible. And one of those I feel like um, would unpack even more on a second viewing, which you've seen it a couple times now, I think, right? So Yeah, totally. I actually, you saw it when, Wednesday? Thursday? I saw it Wednesday. Yes. Uh, Thursday. Gotcha. So I had seen it just, I had seen it a second time on Tuesday, and it really is one of those films where you do pick up, because the first watch is just, 
getting your hands around what the hell this movie is because mm-hmm. nobody knows like going in what this movie is going to be like. And I don't even really know how to describe it after the fact. And then yeah. afterwards you get to actually kind of interrogate the themes and whether or not you think that they work and they land even better the second time to me at least, because I yeah. understand fully just how like unapologetic this film is and how just purely Greta and there's nobody in there too, but like this is Greta's yeah. movie and like, having just rewatched Little Women recently, like her sensibilities as a filmmaker are so strong that she's like, she's like one of those filmmakers who's incapable of capturing something bad in a camera. Yeah. And -hmm. you can tell it in Barbie because like, again, in the wrong hands, this movie sucks, man. This movie is really, really unwatchable. And it's just like, I've seen it twice. I'd go again tomorrow, like easy to watch it again. Like, yeah. Well, and like, like you, you talk about the themes and the themes are so well presented. Yeah. That, like you say, like the, it's would be so easy to tip those and have them come across as like horrifying almost. Right. You know, um, but it's just it's done with such nuance and such precision that it's it's incredible. Yeah. Unreal. I'm so glad you saw it in a theater. Yeah. What yeah. It was think? worth it, too. <laughs> oh, I mean, just like. I, the two movies Jess has seen in theaters now are Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and Barbie. And so she's like bat a thousand. You yeah. Know? She's like, <laughs> um, I love but, it. uh, love it. yeah. Incredible. Shout out to everyone. America Ferreira. Great in it. So it's good. weird. I did have a moment where I felt a little old because like, I definitely, I've noticed this in movies I've watched recently in the past like year. I definitely associate with like parents more than like, <laughs> main characters a lot of the time sure um which is a really weird kind of like yeah mentality to see myself go through but it's america totally. Ferrer was incredible in that i mean just across the board like there wasn't anything bad about it oh michael sarah you know oh. michael sarah <laughs> i will like- say I, I that's one of the things that makes me want to catch it watch it again because i feel like i didn't catch everything that michael sarah was putting down in there totally yeah i feel like there were a couple things i was like what wait okay Right. But Al, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I love it. I'm so glad you guys saw it in a theater. It's like weirdly a really good theater movie, even though it's not this like spectacle. I mean, it kind of is a spectacle, but it's not like what you think of when you think of a blockbuster. Yeah. And it just is. It just works I mean, and plays. The like, musical numbers, I think, wouldn't translate as well on true. a smaller screen. You oh, know what I mean? Like man. the whole the whole stuff at the end between uh, Ken and Ken. Yeah just across the board is like, it's so good. Yeah. It's so, good. it's interesting too. You say like, uh, Greta, it being Greta's movie. I can't, when you said that, it made, I can't exactly like place there. Like you can feel Noah's fingerprints on it. Like just a little bit. Definitely. But I couldn't for the life of me tell you where or yeah. why. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is 100% Greta's movie, but like, I, I don't know. Their synergy is so like, great to see on anything that they do together that it's like yeah that's gonna be in my head now i'm like what parts of that were noah bombeck they work off each other so well yeah it's so strange too because they both have this kind of whimsical element to their filmmaking but it's also like super like noah's stuff is like volatile like you watch yeah. it and you're like ooh, Whoa, I, don't know how the, yeah. I don't like how that made me feel greta's is like oh warm and fuzzy like oh nice <laughs> yeah. you know um i'm so glad you guys saw it's it's just, so good. Yeah, one of the movies of the year, easy. Maybe um, I'll just go see Barbie again tomorrow. Dude, why not? 
or talk to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the likeliest of scenarios. Oh my God, imagine. Um, well, I figured out that I was not logged out of my mom's Netflix account on my computer and I never watched uh-huh. anything on my laptop. So I was like, let's let's see. Um, and I got to check out They Cloned Tyrone because I was like, well, I'm never going to see this again. I'm never going to watch this. It's on Netflix. Um, turns out I had I had a secret log in there. And <laughs> this movie is the directorial debut of Jewel Taylor, uh, starring Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, Tayona Paris, Kiefer Sutherland, and a whole bunch of other like bit players um, that I was kind of... It's a very... Uh, big swing for a film mm-hmm. because it is basically this surreal like conspiracy sci-fi movie which is like not an easy thing to land yeah and this movie is like it is just i don't want to say it's incredible but it is so refreshing to have a movie that is this original because mm-hmm. the, the basically the story goes it takes place in this um lower income town where John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tiona Paris play uh, like kind of a random grouping of people. Uh, Jamie Foxx is a pimp, Tiona Paris is a prostitute, and uh, John Boyega is kind of like a gangbanger uh, drug dealer who are all kind of products of their surroundings and their society. And one night, something happens to John Boyega, presumed dead, wakes up the next day, is still alive and there hmm. becomes this whole like it literally is a conspiracy thriller that is also like hilarious stylish beautiful like when you're watching it i was like i don't know if this was shot on film or they just did a really great film like mm-hmm. emulation but it looks like tactile and beautiful like celluloid hmm. and i don't know man it like it harkens back to you know, I've heard, I heard Jewel talk about this, but he was like, you know, it has a lot in common with the Truman Show and Jackie Brown, and I saw some Boogie Nights in here, and like the costume work was amazing, and hmm. the the thing about this film is, it is so engaging from beginning to end that it's just like sit down and watch it. Like I didn't have any yeah. expectation for this film, and as it continued to go, I was just like wrapped up in the story. I mean, like, well, where is this going to land? Because it's obviously from the get out kind of school of thought where you know it's very very um i don't want to say it's about race but race plays a big factor in it and kind of interrogates the idea that white society has not only infiltrated but has kind of like assimilated into black culture in a way Mm -hmm. and Mm. he does it with such weird grace that it just works to me and yeah it's absurd it's weird it's kind of over the top but it it just I don't know. There's something about this film that I'm like, I need to see what Jewel Taylor does next because this is really promising for yeah. a first-time filmmaker. Um, he's uh, he's mostly known as a writer, right? I believe so, from what I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wrote Creed 2. Yes, yes. Looks like. Okay. And yeah, man, I don't cool. know. It's like John Boyega is, is so funny because I'm like, he really is underrated even though he was Finn. But like, yeah. the guy doesn't, he's not bad in anything. And I think that I feel like Finn turned into a weird role for him. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like not a good thing for him, really. Compared and to his talent. Yeah. Totally. And he was great in The Woman King. He was good in Breaking. He's really good in this. And I'm like, I just need him to keep doing these things because he is going to be known as one of those guys. Like, he's really talented actor. And of yeah. course, uh, Tayona, Ta- or, uh, Tayona Paris is having an, an incredible year as well, being in the, the Marvels coming up. And, um, 
and Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx, can do no wrong. So <laughs> check out They Clone Tyrone, a really, really solid kind of weird conspiracy thriller. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I'm always looking for a, a recommendation uh, to, or a reason to recommend Attack the Block. Um, oh, John yes. But, uh, yes. But yeah, this is on my list too. I've been dying to see this. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Nice. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so in my, it's, I was saying this just before we recorded, but it's interesting in that we do this every week. I've started creating like categories of, mm. uh, not categories, but like themes that I can talk about on tuned in this week. Totally. Um, which is weird, but in that I had watched Barbie, I was like, I want to watch another big popcorn movie, uh, from this year, um, mm. which this is debatable, but, uh, I watched, um, Operation Fortune. Ruse de Guerre? Um, Ruse de Guerre. Uh, Guy Ritchie's spy movie, I guess. Spy movie? Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Yes. <laughs> it's basically the differentiator from any other uh, yeah. uh, Guy Ritchie kind of thing. Um, this movie, I feel like, was fine. Um, I had a hard time because I feel like none of the characters ever gets a pulse above like a hundred, like sure. all of this crazy shit continues to happen all around them. And they're like, Oh, well then I guess I have to go do this. And you're like, dude, just like you just threw a dude off of a bridge and you're like, all right, on to the next thing. Right. Uh, so it like, it weird, weirdly like kept the stakes very low for me throughout the whole thing, which like looking back intellectually, I'm like, I guess, it was pretty big stakes, but everyone's just like so chill about everything that I'm like, all right, I, I guess sounds like they got this. So, right, you right. know, there's there's no real threat here. Um, right. So I don't know. I think Aubrey Plaza and Guy Ritchie um, are are going to be great together. Um, totally. But uh, this movie, I don't know. I, yeah, that was that was your letterbox review of this, right? Um, yeah. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza and Guy Ritchie. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. It, I had a hard time keeping my focus on it, I think, is my big, big takeaway. Um, totally. Which, you know, um, I do like Josh Hardnett. I like so him uh, finding like a, I, get, I don't know, like a post-career career kind dude, of thing. Wait um, till you see him in fucking Oppenheimer, man. Like straight yeah. up, dude. Like oh, I, know. This, I feel like I didn't even know he was in Oppenheimer. Dude, well, shit, sorry if I ruined something, but, but like he is fucking amazing in that movie and honestly this movie the only reason that i kept my attention was because i was in a theater <laughs> and and <laughs> that's right, why i was that, like oh you know legit. fun kind of a fun time thinking back i'm like can't remember one single thing about it hugh grant was funny i think yeah i mean i watched it like three days ago and the one scene i can think is the thing uh yeah. the scene towards the end with the missiles right you know? right right i'm yeah. like that's pretty badass moment um, right right <laughs> but beyond that i'm like there was a chase um, I feel like Aubrey Plaza was just like running through her white Lotus wardrobe, mm, yeah, you know, totally. um, lots of really incredibly, really incredible costumes for her in that. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Two stars. Uh, yeah. 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 I uh, want, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like what I feel like Guy Ritchie can't find his sweet spot again. I know. You know? It's like, cause there's Disney Guy Ritchie and there's like this kind of Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And it's, it's, 
inconsistent with what hits and what doesn't. I know, and it's weird because I didn't yeah. see the Covenant. I I have no interest in seeing yeah. the Covenant. You know, I watched the gentleman. I thought it was good. I saw Wrath of Man. I thought it was okay. Like it's weird. Like when he hits, he hits, and like you said, when he doesn't, it's well, just kind of like what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like the gentleman is one of the best he's done. In like a while. A long time. You know what I mean? Because you get back, like, I never really bought into the Sherlock Holmes movies. I think they're like better than a lot of those movies, but yeah. I feel like that's like the origin of like, like, I feel like that's the thing that made him a choice for Aladdin. For sure. You know, Mm -hmm. um, tamer kind of stuff. And like, then, you know, you get back. I mean, I don't even know where... uh, (laughs) I don't even know what guy Richie I'm uh, looking at here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Richie is apparently doing the live action version of Hercules too, which I'm terrified about. I know, but like, oh man, I know it's already cast, but like, just we're getting closer and closer to like Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt as Hercules and Megara in in the live act. It's like all I want in my life. I know. And like, look, I know. Guy Ritchie works with Aubrey Plaza now. I don't know. So that's Ruse so, de Guerre. <laughs> so, and I don't know why it was called Ruse de Guerre. I, didn't even, I think I there don't was know. like a line about it, and I was like, I don't really understand what that meant, but okay. No idea. No idea. Operation Fortune. I, I, it is Carrie Elwes is in it, right? Yeah. I don't, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not, no, no, <laughs> no idea. Um, in a really similar vein, I watched the first episode of Twisted Metal on Peacock, uh, which is mm. the show that I did not realize this, but it was, I believe, developed by and written by uh, Warnick and Reese, who you know are responsible oh. for the Deadpool movies and the Zombieland films. And I didn't realize this, but Reese wrote a Monsters oh. Inc. and Dinosaur and like you know heavy hitters in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's not like they're insignificant people. Um. This show stars Anthony Mackie, who mm-hmm. I like, but he needs a better agent. Um, yeah. It also stars uh, Nev Campbell, who I also like and also needs a better agent, and Will Arnett, who I think is just doing whatever he wants to. This is one of the more baffling shows I've seen because Twisted Metal is a video game that I've never played, yeah. but what I've gathered from doing research about it, it's just about this death race called Twisted mm-hmm. Metal. This show is like the last of us but funny like it basically is like this post-apocalyptic wasteland where all the cities have been turned into these walled off fortresses and the rich are inside the fortresses and everyone else is left to get screwed outside the walls and anthony Mm -hmm. mackie's character is what we call a milkman who goes between the cities bringing goods he's not in loud inside the cities but he does you know he does work for them that's what he does for work um and that's all I can gather from the first episode because this show is like toneless and styleless. It is like partly slapsticky video game over the top, but also shot like it's just an episode of New Girl. Like it's just like get coverage. That's, that's the visual guide <laughs> or vibe I get off. It. It's like this seems like it's trying to be some dark and twisted thing that's just like a sitcom literally though i there's a there's a still of nev campbell that i was like you could take this and put it next to nick miller and it could be like they're talking in the same room like there's well no- and it's uh <laughs> stephanie beatrix too right from uh yes but she brooklyn nine nine yeah but her character so far is like so like barely there so i'm like i don't know hmm. we'll get to her character i guess at some point in the future <laughs> hopefully um because i forgot she was in it quite honestly yeah 
but yeah, I've I mean, been, uh, I've been wondering if I should hit play on this because I've watched the trailer a couple times and I'm like, I have it playing on my screen yeah. right now. And I'm like, it seems like it's like something. It seems like a sitcom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But like, I, you know, there's also pretty decent, like practical explosion effects and car racing, but it's all shot. Like just go get footage. Like it, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's anyone in charge of anything that that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to who's say about a, this. Who's the showrunner on it? I Do we know? am not a hundred percent sure. Um, I wonder if it's, uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's like somebody who directs sitcoms. It, it could be because I just don't understand. It's also like rated R. Like it is profane yeah. and violent and gory, but then there's nothing that like, I can't even remember any of the kills, which is so not what you want. Yeah. This It's just like, I think something happened. I don't know. It's just highly forgettable and it's getting really good reviews. So I'm kind of like, am I missing something? Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what you think if you watch the first episode, because yeah, I'm just I like, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you've got me curious enough to like hit play on the first episode here. Um, yeah. Is showrunner not a title? I'm like, how do I, I'm like scrolling through the is, things here and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out and report back to you, dear listener. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Twisted metal, a peacock yeah. original. Yeah, right. Just like, and it's like Anthony Mackie says stuff in the tone of a video game, which is over the top, and then it's like shot like New Girl, and I'm like, what is this, man? Is this supposed to be stylish <laughs> or not? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> no shade to New uh, Girl, but like, it's a different kind of show, you know. Well, yeah, it's not something you expect to be post-apocalyptic. It's like the polar um, opposite of Citadel. It's like it mm. needs more tone, <laughs> and Citadel needs <laughs> way less tone, like. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, nice. Um, well, I will. Uh, I will throw a third thing out there that I'm sure you saw. I watched, um, and I've said I was going to watch this past week, but I watched Guardians Volume Three. Yes. Um, this was my Saturday morning, seven a.m. for the week, and um, I love this movie. Um, it's very bizarre because I feel like it's been such a long time since we've had a Guardians movie even though we had the holiday special in like December or whenever that was. Yeah. And like, I don't, it's just, it's so interesting to just like fall in love with all of these characters kind of again. Right. Um, especially I think Mantis and Drax. Yeah. Um, and Nebula, for, to be honest, they're like kind yeah. of the standouts in this. Um, yeah. The, I think they're the standouts in this, but it's clearly Rocket's story. Um, for sure. Even though he's like, I get no spoilers, but like unconscious for a very long time. Most of yeah. it. Um, but uh, man, like this is such a good movie. I remember your your review had said like it, it gives such a good period on like all of these characters. And like it really does. And that's like James Gunn's just like strength is just like giving you characters in a group that like all yeah. have their own identities and like existence right um so yeah just like love it um i feel like adam warlock was kind of something from a previous movie that they had to shoehorn in there totally um, it felt like a little bit like of a here's you know not even like a b-line story but here's your like d-line story that 
you know, we cut the C story. So this is still hanging out in here. Right. Um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Such a great, uh, great cast, great chemistry between all of them. Yeah. Um, especially like even down to like Sean Gunn, you know, I know. Um, just great. Um, and yeah. high evolutionary, like, holy shit is a villain. Oh my God. Like, like crazy. Just like, I mean, I, I guess you can make anyone a vil- villain if you're like their main, like defining thing is cruelty to animals. Like, yeah, fuck that guy, <laughs> you know, for sure. Um, but, uh, so menacing and so like, so menacing, there was something there. Like there was, there, there, it was a real, like, that was maybe the best villain performance that we've had in a Marvel movie, like straight yeah. up where it's just like, I'm scared of you. Like Thanos is a fake thing. This yeah. guy felt like real. And I'm yeah. like, I was never afraid of Thanos. Like I was afraid of this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like he's not really like a super powered being. Right. You know? Um, I mean, I guess he has his, his gravity thing there or whatever, but like, sure. He's just like an evil dude that has like a lot of power and uh, mm-hmm. is just like willing to do whatever. Yeah. Um, crazy. Absolutely Great voice crazy. performance by uh, Linda Cardellini too as uh, Lila. Lila. Yes. Yeah. And Lila Tewson Floor. Uh, yeah. As um, um, Cosmo. Oh, and Cosmo. Yeah. That was an incredible performance, actually. So I was good. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The VFX. Okay, we'll talk. Yes. The VFX, like, flawless. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, this is what yeah, you can like, do. Like, <laughs> things like, that, like, yeah, like, Groot isn't real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, honestly, so much of it, like, I I don't know. Like, the monsters that, that uh, Mantis is fighting, like, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of incredible looking and just like not there and all the animal i mean all the animals all the animals like you know um i don't know incredible um so great (laughs) yeah yeah and such a good ending just like such a good yes you know i don't know how i feel i don't know a minor spoiler to the end of it here but like it ends with peter quill or star lord will return i know to which i'm like Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also shout out Nathan Fillion. I want to know uh, what Nathan Fillion, like where did Nathan Fillion and James Gunn become best friends? Because I love it. I absolutely uh, love it. But um, the scene where they're breaking into that that place. So good. The Orgo, um, whatever. Orgo yeah, color. yeah, yeah. Is that an Among Us reference? I don't think so. I... Like it's very I was, possible. I was very much in the camp of like, no, it's not. It's probably like a. Uh, it it feel, felt more like a 2001 reference to me, based on like the the. Um, sure. The design of the spacesuits, but like, damn, I like I was watching that. I was like, this feels a lot like Among Us. It's very. It's possible. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I I read words that James Gunn had said about that, and I don't remember that being part of it. But I can't. I mean, it was probably yeah. like a subconscious like thing that he just like did anyway. And I'm like, yeah, it works so good. It just works so well. Um, that's great. I love that. I will. I will tag onto the end. I've noticed that they're doing um, Groot season two. I am Groot season two. Yeah. Um, which seems to still be Baby Groot. 
um, which cool. But also I want like stories from fucking massive Groot at the end there. Yeah. Like, give Scary me that Groot. story. Yeah. Yeah. Just murders everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weirdly is like, I guess, an age that previous Groot never reached, which is like a weird dark very kind of thing. St- very strange. Yeah. It's it's the more you dig into Groot, the more you're like. Yeah. There's some trouble here. <laughs> well, and I guess more spoilers here, and maybe we can cut this part out, but like, like, can he talk? And he just chose not to this whole time. That is that for me was literally what kept it from like being a full, like full rating. Well, and you're talking about the very end. I'm talking at the very end when he says, I love you guys. I think what that is, is like what happened to Gamora is, mm-hmm. Now we just hear what everyone else hears. I think he's still saying I am Groot, but now we mm. as the audience can finally hear what everyone else is hearing when he's talking. That's what I think. All right. Which That's makes it way more palatable for me because I'm like, what? Come on, dude. Yeah, as opposed to he just kept saying I am Groot to fuck with everybody. Right. I I that's I feel like that's the way. I, I that's mm. what, the, what I want to believe. Yeah. Okay. I'll but chew on that. Who knows? Um I do have you got one, one more for us. One there? more yeah. really short thing here. I hit play on a movie because I was gonna go see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and I got too tired, so I was like, you know what? Let me just fire something up. Uh, hit play on Escape from Pretoria. Have you heard okay. of this film? I don't believe so. It is a film directed by Francis Anan, another directorial debut, uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe as a South African. I guess political activist. Who I gets, have heard this. It's from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yes, like like two years ago, I believe. Um, who gets arrested after basically spreading anti-apartheid rhetoric? Yeah. And is sentenced to, I believe, about ten years in Pretoria, which is South Africa's most legendary prison. And it is mm. essentially a breakout film with with he and two other guys break out of this prison. And it's really, really, again, I keep saying this, but it's a really engaging film that has plenty of flaws for sure. But it's just like the one of the more stressful movies you could go through because it's <laughs> just Daniel Radcliffe planning on how to escape and then enact. It's like if you've ever seen the show Prison Break, it's literally that just like, like condensed sure. down to like 90 minutes. That's really compelling. And like, again, hmm. there are pacing issues and things where you're like, how does this prison work? Cause there's nobody around. Like it's one of those, like there's liberties being taken here, but it sure. is a really strong debut from a filmmaker. If this is the kind of sensibilities you're going to have as a director and the performances are good and the direction of like ramping tension as he's trying yeah. to like fashion, fashion keys out of wood. And like, you know, he's dro- like the amount of sequences where he drops something and he can't mm-hmm. get it. And he's like, that's going to be the thing that, you know, Mm. alerts the authority like the amount of sequences that are like that it almost becomes parody but it works because i'm like i just need to know if these guys get out or not like i just want to see what happens here you're into it yeah Yeah. so i mean it's a it's again another 90 minute film really easy to watch nice Uh, you know daniel radcliffe remains a weirdo like he's just a fucking weirdo in all of these roles like you you talk about uh anthony mackie and needing like a better agent and i'm like i feel like (laughs) daniel radcliffe just has like i don't know if i I don't know if i want to credit to like the best agent ever yeah yeah yeah. because i think there's a level to which he's just like 
I have Harry Potter money. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'll do whatever the matter. fuck I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like his his history of movies of him just being like a weird ass motherfucker just gets better and better. You know, it's true. Like I think I think of like Guns Akimbo and uh, Swiss In Army Man. Weird. Like weird yeah. the movie. Like and weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Who does that shit? Like, it's Daniel Radcliffe. So, I don't know. I, um... Yeah, I can't wait to see what else that guy keeps doing. And and, and all of these first-time filmmakers, I'm like, keep it rolling, dude. Like, these are the ones you gotta be giving $5 million to. Because they're really promising. So, yeah. Nice.